Kia ora, I'm Andrew Whiteside. Anita Wiglet is a drag performer in New Zealand who came in eighth place in the inaugural RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under. This year, Anita has a show in the New Zealand International Comedy Festival. She sat down with me to discuss the show and how her life has changed. Anita Wiglet, lovely to talk to you. How are you doing? I'm great, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So your show is called Funny Girl in the Comedy Fest. Have you done the Comedy Fest before? Have you had a show? Uh, you know, I've never done the Comedy Fest before, but I've done this uh, this show a couple of times, or well, when I say a couple, almost 60 times around <laughs> Australia and New Zealand, So, yeah. uh, but my first ever Comedy Fest. Now, the show um, is autobiographical, right? The story of your That's life. correct. Yeah. Yes, it, it is. I know, which, which only fits into an hour, so as you can tell, I haven't done much living. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you've just done a lot of editing. Maybe, maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's what it is. You know, yeah, cutting out the depression. Yeah. So, 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 what? Uh, why did you want to share the story? What was poignant about it? For, for one, I think drag is very popular at the moment, and I was lucky enough to be on uh, on a little TV show called RuPaul's Drag Race. In fact, I remember. I was on. Yes, I was. In fact, I was on two uh, RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under season one in Canada versus the world. Where, um, well, the thing is, if I'm being completely honest, I didn't do very well, <laughs> and I only did I did four episodes of each show, so I thought. I kind of left the audience wanting more. Well, at least that's what I told myself. <laughs> so, well, so I decided to write this show about my life and about who I am and, and how I came to, to, to be a drag queen. And, and, I, and, and I sort of wrapped it up into an hour-long package. And over the hour, we, we go through sort of my childhood. But most importantly, the, the hilarious uh, and um, often uh, massive fails of my early years <laughs> as a drag queen. <laughs> I guess you can laugh at it now, but what was it like actually when you had what you you describe as fails? What what was it actually like at the time? You know, the, well, the sad thing is, I was so delusional that I thought <laughs> I looked incredible. I thought that I was really something special, and now I look at the photos and honestly, I look like my gosh, I look like Ronald McDonald with more lipstick on. It was just tragic. <laughs> Well, look, I tell you, I I lived through the 1980s, you were born at the end of them, um, with um, a number of fashion faux pas, you know, there was all that, um, yes. you know, bleach denim, and I remember once wearing Ooh. a white suit with a purple shirt, so, you Ooh, know, I, I can... <laughs> So that was the 80s. So I, I, I know exactly how you feel looking back at old photographs and thinking, what the heck was I thinking, you know? But, I, but, you know, the problem is now is I look at pictures of me now and I think, wow, I feel really beautiful. And I know that in 10 years' time, I'm going to look back on today's photos and be like, what the heck was I thinking? Well, you never know. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> um, what do you – so obviously you're going back in, in, uh, into your childhood, yeah? Is there anything – we don't want to give too much away, obviously, because we want to see, people want to see this. But is there anything poignant from your childhood that, you, that you'll be sharing or touching on? Oh, absolutely. Uh, again, following the line of the embarrassing photos, uh, it was for me when I, I had sort of a, a bizarre sort of childhood for a drag queen. I grew up in a very Catholic household, which was wonderful. Really, it taught me um, like morals of how to be a good person. But if I'm being completely honest, how to get down on my knees really quickly. <laughs> um, so it taught me wonderful things. Uh, but so much so that it was such a Catholic upbringing that I didn't really know what gay was. And it wasn't until much later on in life that I came out as gay. And uh, But for me, what, what I really enjoyed the show about reliving my childhood and indeed researching for the show and writing it, yeah. I realized that when I was little, 
going through the photo albums, I used to love dressing up in costumes. And it was almost like I was trying to tell my parents something. So in, in mm-hmm. the show I've written, I've got the section called How Did My Parents Not Know I Was Gay Dress Up Edition, <laughs> where um, the audience, we do some crowd participation and they let me know if they think I'm a poof or a poof. <laughs> So how have uh, how's your family um, reacted to to all of this? You know, they're amazing. My um my my mum's always been sort of very open, and um, uh, my dad actually. So I was just touring in the UK uh, over December and January, and my dad and we, we he lives in Wales, and we never really sort of spoke about. It. He knew I was a drag queen for a living, and but we never sort of spoke about it too much. But it was quite amazing that um he actually he's now discovered that he was watching BBC Three and saw me on on Drag Race on TV, <laughs> and then. Um, and now he sort of started talking. He lives in the middle of nowhere on a farm and yeah. sort of mentioned me to his neighbors and his neighbors knew who I was. And wow. so he's kind of got it on board now and feels quite excited that he's got a, a flaming <laughs> homosexual. Or something. Oh, well, that's brilliant. Hey, I, I, w- I was wondering, how would you describe your personality when you're not in drag? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Well, extremely rugged and handsome. <laughs> <laughs> Well, of course, yes. without either of those things. Um, you know, my personality, it's a sort of drag for me is an extension of, of who I am as a person, really. So I've always been a very uh, positive, fun, and uh, with, a, with a terrible sense of humor, <laughs> but loving, love a laugh at anything. Yeah. Um, and, but, and, but I think sort of out of drag, I'm a little bit more reserved. And that was mm-hmm. what uh, on, on Drag Race, I suppose, the one thing that and I think in most performers' lives, the one thing you... You, you don't see is that actually on drag race when we're out of drag as well we're almost kind of still in drag because we're putting on a performance for the right, camera right. um but i'm a little bit more sort of down to earth and um a, a little more boring actually which is which is quite good <laughs> i don't believe it i don't believe it <laughs> Um, but it's interesting that, isn't it, that, that costumes of all types, they can be uniforms, they can be anything really, can change, enhance, heighten one's personality or aspects of one's personality, can't they? Well, absolutely. And I think that's the, the beautiful thing about drag is that um, I, I feel that you can put on this costume and this wig and uh, and you can kind of get away with anything. Therefore, it's sort of like a vehicle to be more outrageous, which is, mm. which is something that I very much enjoy doing in the show. Now, I had one last question, um, which I didn't know this until I was prepping for this interview, but you were a trumpet player in the um, New Zealand Navy band. I what I used to well ironically I used to blow for a living during the day and now I just do it at night <laughs> I just set you up for that didn't I, <laughs> I did. did. I've been waiting my whole life yeah, yeah. Navy. I've just got one semen joke and then we'll be <laughs> so yeah. so were you in the Navy were you a, a, a I was that? So I was in um, the, the Navy band for four years as a trumpet player. And, and I talk about that a little bit in the show because it's such a, an important part of my life, really, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it was my first my first and only ever full-time job. Wow. Um, and I just loved it. It was such an amazing place to be. Not, not only was... Um, so I, my previous job, ironically, as I said, playing the trumpet for a living, which is just a ridiculous <laughs> career in itself. Um, but, you know, I love the Navy and I found them such an accepting, amazing mm-hmm. a group yeah. of people who, who really were um, such a the, – the comradeship, as they would say, was just so strong and uh, everyone was just so amazing and supportive. And, um, and it was – I'm kind of – in a way, I wouldn't have left if it hadn't been for – on the side, I'd taken over Kaluzzi, the drag queen, did the yep. theatre. And 
and things kind of just got bigger and bigger and bigger and in my nighttime job. So I had to make the, the call to, yeah. to step over and then TV stuff happened. And, and now, mm. I'm, now I'm here. <laughs> but, but did you actually do Navy training? Did you ever go out oh, on ship or was it was I that just... Did. Yeah. So I, I didn't ever go on ship, but I did uh, six weeks of basic training. Uh, basic training, and honestly, I was so terrible. I was useless, but I was really good in the showers, so it got me through. That was Anita Wiglet uh, talking about her show in this year's New Zealand International Comedy Festival. Now, on my website, you'll find plenty of interviews, reviews, and lots of my opinion. I cover the arts and entertainment industry and the LGBTQ communities. All of that is on andrewwhiteside.com. While there, you can sign up for my regular newsletters. And if you want to support my journalism, you can do so by buying me a coffee. Links to that are on the website. I am Andrew Whiteside. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you soon.